it's multifaceted. You know, the endurance and the athletic aspect of it is is one small portion. But now let's talk about the other things like recovery, nutrition, strength, like all these other components, like swimming and running for a swim run is is one part of it. <laughs> Welcome to the Low Tide Boys, a swim run podcast. I'm Chip. And I'm Chris, and this is episode 206 of the show. We got a great one for everyone this week. Joining us to talk through what the ultimate swim run training camp looks like is Purple Patch Coach, frequent guest of the show, and our friend, Coach John Stevens. Mm -hmm. We covered a ton of ground in this one, and we can't wait to share it with all of you. By the way, 206 is a number that's burned in my mind because that was the, the room in my high school that was the detention room. Oh, of which I we spent, are frequent high frequent yeah of 206 oh, frequent flyer <laughs> frequent, frequent flyer, flyer room 206, 206 so okay and that number just keeps following me around now onto the show now it is here today but first training update well we're still not training but we're also not not training yeah you know you get it right yeah i think everyone's kind of we're, we're doing something yeah but uh yeah a lot of uh <laughs> a lot of a lot less structure more soul filling fun some meetups, all sorts of goodness like that. Busting yeah. up the Peloton bike, and then uh, you also also uh, not feeling so bad if uh, you you get down with the sickness and you got to take a couple days off. Speaking from my experience this week, yeah, you're out of commission there. You know when it's like uh, a weeknight and you hear one of your kids in your room and they just have the nat like the, the like cough and you're like. Just start so the countdown timer. It's happening. It's a matter of time. And if you're like a like a forensic listener, mm-hmm. we recorded this interview with John as you were getting sick. Oh yes, you could hear. So so you you might even pick up on that some, some but, sniffles maybe or but some the time of release congestion. We're past it. So we're, we're at a better place here yeah, now. The human today. body is an amazing thing. It is. <laughs> Not, you know just. Dayquil to the face. <laughs> <laughs> now for this week's shoutouts. Yeah, so this week we're shouting out our recent Bay Area visitors, Liz, one half of team at Batman's Parents, and Jared, one half of team Mama Boys. They happen to be in town, so we were almost coordinating different meetups, and we just put them all together, so it was yeah. great to hang out and do a little city run. Yeah, jog it out in the city. Yeah, early morning, Barcadero action. It's a fool for the city. <laughs> now... Mm-hmm. For this week's feats of endurance, <laughs> go on. I'm still, I'm still looped up on that day quill. <laughs> uh, feats of endurance this week's winner is Steve Hen. He posted a sporty 30k trail run over the weekend that included some, you know, innocent trespassing and aptly titled "Ticket Good for One Ride Only." a strong contender for Strava title of the year. So a little bit of footnote on this. In his Strava title, he also had a little thing. He's like, yeah, I went for a run. This trail looked like it was handmade, and sure enough, it was through someone's backyard. He <gasps> wasn't super happy, but Uh-oh. I finished the loop. So, yeah, oh, the it guy was, saw uh... him? You got ID'd? <laughs> yeah. Now, if that was in the one water race, he would have got, uh, you know, there was some, uh, he would have got scolded. Issues. He would have yeah. got scolded on that. Now, you might be saying, where did you hear about Steve Hen's run? Well, he's uh, he's in the Low Tide Boy Strava Club now, six hundred members strong. Yeah, it's crazy. mind you, and I just did a quick. This is a very light level of research, but um, I'm going to put it out there: the largest swim run club on Strava. <laughs> so yeah. head to Strava, search Low Tide Boys, join in the fun as people train 
for all sorts of stuff. Yeah, from, from around, around the, world. the world. Lots of uh, lots of stuff. Lots of different it. representations. I'd love, love to see it there. Now for a little bit of show business. Well, you've heard us preaching about spreading the word about swimrun.com's second annual awards. They're now open. Voting has commenced. The nominations mm-hmm. are in. Go vote. Have your voice be heard <laughs> for the best swim run in Portugal, your favorite swim run socks, and other cool categories. Yeah. Pool buoys is in there, obviously. Pool. Yeah. Just saying. Did the Mega? Did the Kiel Mega? So. I, I think the think Mega came too, out. A little too late. Yeah, Mega came out. Yeah, they they didn't align that with the yeah. award seasons. Now, just in case you're wondering where to go, you're going to head to swimrun.com, and right at the tip top of the page, yep. you'll see second annual awards there. Yours truly, Chris and Chip, the Low Tide Boys, us, our, our judges. Mm-hmm. So we're going to get our judging on. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's there's the, 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 the People's Choice awards and then there's the judges awards so there's there's a great panel of judges here uh beyond us but uh we're excited to see uh what everyone picks uh for all the different categories there so again head on over to swimrun.com now for this week's interview with frequent guest coach john stevens about how to construct and all about the ultimate swim run training camp yeah, it was really great to get John back on the show. It'd been a couple months, you know. Got to yeah. got to keep <laughs> got to keep his presence. He, he might be one of the top one of the top. Uh, I think him and Helen. At once, at some point, I checked, and it was oh, John and Helen. We don't have one. a. If somebody can maybe like have, make a database for us or something, that would be great. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, uh, I think you just volunteered yourself. In this conversation, we broke down the difference between, you know, a camp and a training weekend, the key elements for maximizing the training opportunity, shared what a swim run camp could look like, and so much more. I mean, we really got into the weeds on this one, and we were here for it. I mean, it got super tactical. It was like, hey, here's the benefit of doing this. Here's what you want to think about. It was uh, extremely I mean, it was valuable. very comprehensive. Very comprehensive, and this is a... I think an itch that we've been wanting to scratch ourselves, and this is certainly something that you and I have like thrown around, mm-hmm. like, oh man, it'd be so cool to do a training camp in Lake Tahoe or this and that. Also, uh, I would say a frequent listener question uh, that we get as well. Mm-hmm. So, uh, John, uh, he's with Purple Patch Fitness. They have been doing camps, triathlon, multi-sport camps for many, many years. Mm-hmm. So he has a wealth of experience with this. So he was really uh, sharing all that there and like the value uh, yeah, that they get from a if you're listening to the show and then the show disappears is because we got a cease and desist from purple <laughs> patch fitness for sharing their ip <laughs> for, from uh you guys are using john too much <laughs> tapping tapping the knowledge bank too much on that but uh yeah really valuable uh insights and and I like the approach on the different way. Like, what are you trying to get out of the camp? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, there's different ways to place it in your training, where to go, things to do, how to construct it, and then sort of the whole knowledge uh, base yeah. of it there. So a really, really cool episode. So good. So good. Yeah. And this was, as you alluded to, Chipper, was a recommendation from a listener. So uh, so keep those recommendations coming on the content that you want to learn about. Yeah. Well, without any further ado, let's get into it. The Ultimate Swim Run Training Camp with Coach John Stevens. All 
All right. So here to share his wisdom, deep, deep wisdom on how to plan the Ultimate Training Weekend is coach at Purple Patch Fitness, frequent guest of the show, and our friend, John Stevens. Welcome back to the show. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Yeah, happy to be back. Always always a good time chatting with you about all things swim run. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think at this time, fifth, fifth at time? At least fifth or sixth. I don't maybe. know. There's yeah, just so, but, you uh, know, this is like, uh, if you're first time listening to John Stevens on the show, prepare to get your mind blown multiple times. Um, we brought you on, John, because, you know, we've gotten some questions from listeners. Oh, we want to do like a swim run adventure training weekend type thing. And we know that Purple Patch does camps and these types of activities. So, I guess first question for you is why are training weekends and, and sort of these triathlon or intensive short period of time camps a thing? You know, I, I think there's a couple different things that come to mind when you talk about the importance of these weekends. And, and you know, I think first and foremost is the training aspect to it, right? It, it's a huge boost in your, you, you know, in fitness, or at least the opportunity is there for it, um, where you're going to get in a lot of really kind of uh, structured, pointed training in a short amount of time and have kind of a, a big fitness boost around that. The other side of it, too, is the camaraderie aspect and mm. and training with other people. You know, it's often, you know, I'll talk first on, you know, purple patch, it's remote coaching. So we don't get to see these athletes very often. So, you know, when you get them together and you're able to train with them, it's just an opportunity for people to get to know each other, learn from the coaches and learn from each other. And then even in the swim run community, I feel like I know so many people in swim run who I've never met. Uh, and so it's this opportunity to get together with all these people, as you guys know, you show up to these events and I'm sure people feel like they're, you're, you know, you're, they're best friends because they listen to you every week, uh, but you've never met them. So it's these opportunities, much like a race, to get together and have just these these weekends with like-minded people where you can go out, adventure, learn, gain fitness, and have fun. Okay, that's good. So this is the this is the camp aspect, and I think you know this is something that Chris and I have thrown around. Like, oh, this seems so great. Like when you think about where where to sort of within your calendar year or your your training cycles where do you like to kind of place these camps to to maximize the the impact of the fitness boost that you're getting yeah great question and i think there's a different few different ways to look at this as well i you know one of the things we do at purple patch and they've been doing it for years is we do a, a kona camp uh, in January, at the beginning of the year. And that's kind of just an opportunity to kind of just let's let's layer on some fitness early um, and and kind of build up a little bit and be ready to go and kind of kickstart your season that way. And you're, you're building this base of fitness that you can, can then carry forward into the rest of your training going into the season. Uh, another thought too, and we do camps later in the spring, is the idea of you've already built the fitness. You've kind of have that base, if you will. And now you're able to go do a really kind of big intensive weekend just to kind of, uh, you know, tip of the, you know, put it on the tip of the mountain there, just kind of mm-hmm. add that extra little benefit. You're already in shape. You could push a little bit harder. You can do a little bit more in that weekend. Uh, you obviously want to come off of that with a little, with some recovery and allow your body to adapt and adjust to all of it, but then kind of at the kickstart of race season where you're ready to go and you kind of have the, the time on your feet and those big miles and those big hours in, and now those races don't seem as daunting, particularly with some of these longer swim run races uh, when they come up. So Two different ways. I think, you know, early in the season, there's a lot of gains and benefits from that kind of towards the beginning of your race season. Also a really great opportunity just to kind of, you know, capitalize on on some training and some fitness that you've already laid down in the first part of the year. You know, let me ask like you a follow up question on, you know, obviously doing in January. That sounds awesome. Also vacation. If you're in, for example, in Maine, going to Hawaii <laughs> seems very nice around that time. Yeah, it's year. rough. Yeah. Um, for but, example. But when yeah. you're doing it sort of in you know, maybe at the start of your season, to me, it seems like, well, that's a great way to kind of put like a line in the sand in terms of, okay, well, what does race pace actually look like? 
in swimming in particular, um, the race, the courses are so challenging that, you know, you might be able to run seven minute miles on the roads, but your sort of overall swim run time, if you can hover around 10 minutes, that's usually pretty good. If you're below that, you're pretty elite. And if you're around 12, 13, I guess that would be like more sort of your standard overall pace. Um, but kind of knowing that is, is really helpful. So, so can we, how, how, how do you structure sort of the early season or before race season camp or, or training weekend in order to kind of get a good sense of where, like where you're stacking up fitness wise? Yeah. You know, I think an early season race, if we're talking January, kind of when you're just starting to ramp up your training, that's going to look, that camp's going to look different than a camp when you're kind of going into race season. Obviously Mm -hmm. I think, you know, when you're doing it early in the season, like January, it's going to be a lot of low stress miles. You're thinking more volume, not necessarily intensity and just that opportunity to bring things up a little bit. And so, you know, a lot of what you're doing that time is probably going to be, you know, easier running, uh, some easier swimming, you know, something I think you have that component to add a little bit more intensity to it, you know, more frequently than running. Uh, but if you're doing something in January, it's more just kind of building a little bit of volume up and building uh, on top of that. Whereas if you're talking about a camp in uh, the beginning of race season, that's where you probably are trying to dial in on paces a little bit. You're hitting some more race type intensity and you'll, you would do something where, you know, you'd have some easier, some longer days, some volume days, some Obviously, a lot of educational components can be mixed into all of these, regardless of the time of year. But if you're looking to dial in on pacing a little bit, that's something, you know, a camp that's maybe at the beginning of race season. Now, if you're doing a camp in January, I think it maybe is an opportunity to see kind of where your baseline is and say, all right, this is where I'm at. It's a starting point. Like you said, it's a line in the stand, sand, and it's an opportunity to grow from. Uh, whereas if you're doing it before race season, it's more of that opportunity to be like, okay, where are our race paces? What are we capable of holding? Where's our threshold on this? And, and what's it going to feel like to push that pace a little bit? And you're starting to dial it in at that point. So, you know, you're going to have different types of training at different types of the season, uh, you know, when you're training and same goes for the camps. If the camps at a different point in the season, it's going to be a different type of training. Yeah, that's I, I really like that. So I guess if you and your your training group or some some people that you want to go on or set up set off on this camp, like kind of get aligned on, hey, are we trying to set a really strong foundation for the season and we're going to do it earlier in the season before the races? Or are we looking to really sharpen the tip of that spear and we're going to do it closer to the race piece there? <clears throat> so that's uh, that's really um, that's really good there. Now, when you think about location, is there any consideration around that? Like, uh, do you want to try to be traveling for a long time to, to get there? Or do you want to try to find somewhere local? Or I guess it, it depends on the group as well. But is there any consideration around location, maybe heat or elevation? I know people are probably thinking about both of those aspects. Yeah, absolutely. I think it depends on what your goals are for the season. I, you know, if it were me and I was planning a trading weekend, you know, it, and it depends on the group and who you're with, but ultimately I would look at it and be like, where are we racing this year? What are going to be our challenges? And you kind of want to start addressing what those challenges are going to be early and getting used to it. You know, for myself, for example, you know, if, if I'm in Maine and obviously if we're doing a January camp and we're getting the hell out of here uh, and we're going somewhere warm, uh, that adds its own challenges of, uh, you know, heat and, and humidity. <laughs> we're just not going to be used to it. But the idea with it, you know, I, I think back to, um, you know, you talk about challenging races like Orcas or Catalina when we had it, uh, you know, years ago. There was that idea of you just can't train for that type of terrain around here in Maine. It's just not available. So the idea for me would be let's 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 hit the mountains. Let's go somewhere where we can get some elevation and just kind of get comfortable being uncomfortable climbing and descending and, and going through that. And so mm. that would be my take on it. But again, it's you kind of hit on something too earlier where it's it's the group. Who are you going with? You know, what what does everyone want to get out of this? And you know, is it going to be more of a fun training weekend? Is it going to be more of a challenging training weekend? Is it going to be a 
training weekend with friends? Are you going to a camp with coaches? And I think, you know, who's leading it and, and kind of making those decisions, you know, I think a lot goes into a planning around this, but, yeah. you know, in terms of location, it's, it kind of probably for me would come down to, uh, what is going to help me improve? How am I going to get better? Um, and okay, if I'm going to go race, you know, some really mountainous, hilly terrain, I'm going to go where that, where that exists and try to find that a little bit. Mm-hmm. So Lake so, Tahoe, Chris, is what yeah, I heard. Exactly. <laughs> no, I mean, I actually remember doing that back in the day when I was training for Ironman Lake Tahoe, went up there for a training yeah. weekend just to kind of like hang out on the course at oh, yeah. altitude and just kind of get a sense of what it was like. Um, yeah, super obviously common. Super I mean, you, you, yeah, look at Lake Placid in the months leading up to that the Ironman Placid. <laughs> Every weekend, there's some sort of group out there kind of mm-hmm. just getting used to the course and getting used to what's there. And it's like Herbert doing those training weekends at, uh, uh, you know, Swim Run North Carolina. Um, just yep. get used to the course and get to understand it a little bit. Yeah, and that one in particular is one where hanging out on that course super helpful because it's so different from any other swim run yeah. but um so 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 let's let's pick a race that's super popular in the states one that you know you are intimately familiar with casco bay right if mm-hmm. chipper and i wanted to set up a training weekend for that and let's say the race this year i think it's in august, august. let's say we wanted to do that in in june and we have to stay to the bay area area you're familiar with so we're just going to use our trails our bodies of water um and let's say it's like three days, we want to hit it, we want to do course prep for this. Can you walk us through what, what that would look like? Or what, what you if think you're we doing should it do? From a session perspective? Yeah, exactly. Okay, yeah. So like basically like Friday to Sunday, go. <laughs> yeah, and, and you're doing this and I just want to, you're doing this where you guys are in, uh, in the yeah, Bay Area? Yeah, yeah. Okay, prepping for Casco Bay. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's the great thing with these is, is you, you, you know, we've got course maps. You've got an idea of what those are going to look like, you know. If you haven't done it before, you're theoretically should be reaching out and asking the questions like, okay, what is that course like? How many, how much time is spent on trails? How much time is spent on pavement? How much time is spent on dirt roads? You know, you know, if you've listened to any of our course previews that I've done with you guys on the race, you're familiar with the idea of cold water and currents and having to navigate tides and things like that. And so I think it's getting comfortable in that realm. Now, for you guys, you've got amazing terrain to go run in. And as I mentioned, we don't have that in Casco Bay. So you're not going to go need, need to do a, you know, your ninja loop or any of like those crazy loops that you guys do and crazy elevation. You can stick to something a little bit flatter. And if you look at Casco Bay, it is. It's a pretty good mix of single track trail, a lot of dirt road on these islands because that's just how we get around out here, um, and a little bit of pavement. And so that's kind of where your focus is. And, and it's your body's taking a a different beating on that type of terrain. And you're going to be able to run a little bit faster on that type of terrain versus an, uh, an orcas or something like that. Um, so you're finding that area where you're going to be able to open it up a little bit. Now, if I'm planning that weekend, you know, it's, it's probably going to start out with an easier run. Let's this kind of ease into this. Let's hit the trails, keep the, the terrain soft a little bit and maybe finish that up with a swim. Like let's just kind of get comfortable and maybe push some efforts on that swim on Friday and, and go with that. you know, from there where I'm going on Saturday is probably let's, let's hit a little bit of intensity and, and go through a swim run session. Mm-hmm. Um, if we can find some currents in the, in the uh, Bay area to, to swim in and, and get pushed around a little bit, you know, I would try to hit up that and then hit some, some harder efforts, a little, some more threshold type efforts on the dirt roads and, and a little bit of concrete, get used to that pounding and opening up, uh, opening up the power a little bit and just kind of swim, run, swim, run and going through that. Um, and then, you know, uh, I kind of like the idea of finishing up these camps with just a longer endurance day. And, and again, this is swim run. So it's not necessarily going for a run and then going for a swim, put on your swim run gear, 
you're getting comfortable with transitions as well. Mm-hmm. You know, we have quite a few of them here in Casco Bay and, and some of them are a little tricky. I'd be trying to find those tricky, rocky transition areas where you might be slipping a little bit and sliding a little bit, you know, and uh, obviously a little different type of seaweed here versus there, yeah. but, you know, kind of <laughs> mix yourself up in it a little bit if you can. Um, and just kind of have that long endurance day where you're just practicing being out, getting uncomfortable. Because, yeah, you know, Casco Bay, you can open up and go a little faster, but it's still you know, for some people, four, five, six hour race. Um, yeah. and you just need to be out there. And so I would just get comfortable through those tricky transitions and, uh, and, and working through that a little bit, but you know, you're just trying to maximize your time on that weekend, but also not put yourself in a hole where you're going to need a full week to recover or mm-hmm. even get hurt. So it is a, it is a balance between putting in the work and getting stuff done, but also, you know, understanding your body and where you are and, and not pushing yourself too, too hard in some of those scenarios. Yeah. I mean, I love, I love being really intentional about practicing swim run you know, sort of like the art of yeah. swim run, the transitions, fiddling with gear, maybe even wear like a race bib so you can, yeah. you know, get used to pulling Absolutely. that up and down and cabin up and down. I know that's that's one place where I'm super deficient is just cabbing up and down. And I just, I've been ignoring that. I've been ignoring solving that problem just because it's It hasn't it's been annoying. a huge issue though, but yeah. Well, that's why I, I, I index for like the VIG or yeah. something, but I should be able, at this point, I should just be able to cap down on command without having, <laughs> you know, command. any trepidation and I'm just like trying to avoid it. So, yeah. but yeah, but well, anyway, yeah. I, I don't know I why mean, I turned into, the, you know, event session yeah. there. But. No, no, no. Because <laughs> you know you need to work on it. That's why, yeah. Um, no, it's the idea of, you know, of doing the things that aren't easy and the things you don't like to do. You don't like doing them because, you know, and I'm not saying you particularly, Chris, sure, you don't yeah, like no, doing these true. things because you're not good at doing them. So it, let's practice doing them and, and get more comfortable with uh, practice fueling, practice hydrating, make sure you're, you're comfortable getting in enough carbs and enough calories in an hour. Make sure you're you're comfortable carrying uh, soft flasks and food and being able to pull that out and go through transition. And, you know, I would do some, some, I've done a couple of like training weekends with Lars where we'll end up at some event and we'll just, we'll train through it. And even if we're doing a course run through and I'm, I'm just laughing because he gives me such a hard time over this, you know, if we're doing like a course run through after we set the course, he's, he's working those transitions, he's going through and I'm just sitting there, you know, do to do, do, don't worry. No, no, we're fine. And he gets so <laughs> mad at me for my slow transitions, but I, you know, that's something I need to do is practice fast transitions and get through it. And I think one of those days I yelled at him like, listen, I will swim better if you give me this extra five seconds. I, <laughs> I just need but the no, time. You know, yeah, just give me, just give me a minute. Uh, but no, I shouldn't have that minute or those five seconds. So I think it's that idea of practicing those things you know you need to work on, and and it's that's the opportunity to improve right there. It's just the little things, and uh, you know, nailing as we say a purple patch, nailing the basics. Yeah, I mean that that's really uh, it's not a, it's not much of a secret. It's like the the fundamentals are, are there. You just gotta yep. gotta be an expert at them. Um, I really liked how you you highlighted uh, the fueling piece because that is such a huge component of it of of really having a a, a top level understanding for yourself personally what it takes to hit those paces that you're trying to do or achieve the the goals or the or the outcomes that you're looking for. Um, and really working on that stuff. I, I know that's an area when we did Atala this year, practicing with that soft flask, that was something that Chris and I made sure we were really doing on our longer swim run adventures or sessions was like practicing with with that soft flask and, and making sure we're, we're doing yeah, the like gut Yeah, like literally like carrying it because it's so annoying <laughs> to carry a full and flask. Zipping it up in your suit when it's full, like these are annoying things that happen during the race, <laughs> but you just have to be more used to them. Um, yeah. And so on. <laughs> and on, on yeah, you, go, you gotta be, uh, you gotta be comfortable being uncomfortable in those yeah, for sure. scenarios and where, uh, 
and where those things come into play. And that's the perfect opportunity to practice that stuff. And, and you know, the other things too, like we kind of forget about like sleeves, putting sleeves on, taking sleeves off and doing that type of stuff for sure. Yeah. I'm hearing lots of great uh, double session, like some big, the volume's there, right? And obviously to be able to hit multiple days of multiple bigger volume, you need to make sure you're, you're taking care of yourself too. So getting your recovery in, putting your legs up, how much of that is part of these camps that you're putting on um, at, at Purple Patch? Well, I mean, when the Purple Patch too, you know, we're, we're kind of, it, it's multifaceted, you know, the endurance and the athletic aspect of it is, is one small portion. Um, you know, you, you, you've got sure endurance sport, let's go train, but now let's talk about the other things like recovery, nutrition, strength, like all these other components, like swimming and running for a swim run is, is one part of it. Uh, but like you said, you know, there's, there's nutrition in terms of not just you know, if we're training for a season and you want to do as well as you can, yeah, there's race nutrition, there's everyday nutrition um, and, and taking that approach. And so we obviously, we, we talk a lot about that and how that should be integrated into your life, how sports should be integrated into your life. Uh, where does strength play a role? Uh, and as you said, recovery and recovery can mean a lot of different things. But I think, you know, if you're at a camp or you're at a, um, you know, having a training weekend like that, the, the idea is like you want to just squeeze as much in as you can in two, three, four days. But the idea is like that's not, that's not the best bang for your buck. I think it's also practicing those recovery modules in terms of one rest, active recovery, but also nutrition. And are you getting in the protein after a, a, a hard session? Are you getting in the carbohydrate? Hard- excuse me, carbohydrates after a hard session, you know, and, and practicing those little things. But also, you know, if you're going to a coach camp, you're gaining an understanding around that. That's part of the educational aspect of it. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of the the big difference between a training weekend and a camp is you're going with someone who's going to lead you through this and kind of set it up for you. You know, if we're doing a, a triathlon camp or purple patch, one of the huge components that I'm a big part of is, is swim analysis. And we're just, okay, let's look at swim okay. stroke. And then, you know, we have coach Mike, who's a fantastic running coach and he's doing run analysis. And we're taking a look at that. And then we've got coach Brad, who's doing, you know, we've got a, a pH machine, precision hydration, sweat test machine, and we're doing sweat testing and we're helping people understand around electrolytes and, you know, what do you need specifically? Um, so there's that educational component that comes into play and recovery and nutrition. Those are all part of that education. And I think if you are going into a training weekend with just some friends, you know, you need to keep that in mind and, and kind of check the ego a little bit and be like, oh, wait, we need to do this smart and do it the right way. And part of a big weekend is training. The other part of a big weekend is recovery. So you know, it's great to hang out with your buds, but, you know, 12 beers after a hard day before another hard day might not be the best thing in the middle of a training weekend. 12 <laughs> beers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm dead. Among all of us. What happens at these purple it, patch uh, camps? 12 yeah, beers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like Animal House. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Big frat party. <laughs> I, I really it. like that. I mean, obviously there's a a cost associated with these, with these really uh, great camps that purple patch has. But I mean, you really sound like you're, you're diving deep into multiple facets uh, and it's not just, Oh yeah, we're, we're going to this great location and we're doing swim bike run or, or swim run or, or whatever. You're, you're going deep on, on a lot of different and getting, getting the chance to have somebody actually look at you and observe what you're doing. I mean, that's what, um, a few times when we were in Sweden, when we were doing some of the Envol stuff with Coach uh, Coach Nico um, of Envol, having him actually look and watch you do a transition and kind of give you a few pointers here and there, it's like, oh man, you the the intelligence you just level up so much faster by having that sort of expert level analysis and opinion there. 
Oh, absolutely. To have eyes on you and see what you're doing is just a game changer. I mean, I think that honestly, if we're looking and spending, and I'll just talk to a purple patch camps just because that's what I know. You know, if someone's like, oh, I don't know, should I get a new bike or should I go to a camp? I'm like, go to a camp. Like you're going to get so much faster and so much better. Uh, I wouldn't even say faster, better, become a better athlete in a just, you know, better all around, uh, you know, triathlete by coming to these because of the upskill. And it's the idea of like, you know, if you're going to a coach camp, the expectation should be, and this is what we have at our camps, is that, you know, you're taken care of the entire time you're there. It's like, you know, we've got sag vans following you around. You know, I'm on a bike, you know, you know if people are running and carrying nutrition and water and electrolytes and handing that out and making sure they have it. And, you know, if we're out on a bike course, there's two vans driving around with you, coaches on bikes, coaching you the entire time, you know. Wow. And this is kind of my take on coaching. And this is something that goes back to when I was coaching swimming on the pool deck many, many years ago in Arizona. And I remember the head coach we had on the team was like, every time our swimmers are on the wall, you should be telling, you should be saying three things, one thing to three different people that they can work on as they push off the wall. Cause it, there's always something to work on and something to be had. And there's, you know, as, as coaches, and I've seen, you know, videos of you guys doing this and seeing Nico there and just like really studying what you guys are doing and what other people are doing and giving those pointers. There's so much to be said about that. And at least, you know, with our camps, it's now let's get you in the pool. Let's get out the video camera. Let's break it down. Let's create some analysis videos. Let's see where you can work on it. You know, we're doing, you know, individual sessions where I'm taking just two people out into the open water and we're just practicing different things in different scenarios or same thing, you know, we'll grab a couple people, take them on, on the bike course and just practice bike handling skills. But the upskill that can happen at these camps, if you've got a good coach there taking care of you and leading you through it is just, you know, it's, it's priceless to be honest. And I, I think people can gain a lot out of just going and listening to, to, you know, I, the same way we do, you know, professional development. It's like, I can gain a lot just by going and listening to someone who knows more than me. And the same thing mm. with the answer going there to learn from the other coaches, but also from the other athletes. That's what I love is watching the athletes sit around and share ideas with each other, bounce it off. And like, same thing. Like I love being on the ferry in Casco Bay and just watching everyone's like sharing ideas and chatting and, you know, or even race morning in Texas, seeing those videos, everyone just sharing different ideas of, Oh yeah. yeah, wow. I should try that. We should do that. And so you're learning, you're just learning. And that's the big thing out of those is, is yeah, they're fun. Uh, yeah, it's a good time, but it, it's just so educational and the upskill that can happen at those is, is just priceless. You know, it's that. funny, like hearing you say that it reminds me of, uh, when I, you know, in a previous life, when I was a social justice warrior, I used to go to these lawyer conferences for, you know, people that were fighting the man and suing the government and stuff. And it was so much fun because you essentially were with like-minded people, as you're saying, um, you already have some familiarity with the subject matter because obsessively all these folks are already being coached by purple patch. So it isn't like you're getting someone from square one and you can just really kind of get into the weeds of it. It's like, okay, you know, it isn't just like, oh, what's what's your power meter say? It's like, all right, how's it? How how much are you losing on the hills versus whatever? Um, and it's yeah, you know, just to echo your point, it seems like it's really an opportunity to just level up on not just on, yeah, maybe your fitness for sure, but just your 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 knowledge. I mean, I feel like this show for us has been a huge level up. Just being able to chat people up. I mean, oh, our, yeah. our swimmer on IQ is super high, our ability suspect, but IQ is really high, right? <laughs> And, and it seems like camps or, you know, a training weekend, if you do it right and you, you know, you kind of keep it in your pants in terms of like the volume, it's just a great way to just really just level up. And once you've leveled up, I mean, that's it, right? Like you've, you've reached a, you've reached a different stage in your, in your ability to race and your ability to perform. Um, and it just seems like a great way to, to really get that. 
Yeah, hundred percent. I, I mean, it just like, I love that term level up. That's just such a great way to talk about it. I mean, you're, you're going to come out of that a better athlete for sure. And I, again, you do it the right way. You're coming out of it better. Yeah. Oh, nice. I love it. I, I, the, I think the aspect, especially around the community or the, or the, or the learning, there's a word for that. I'm not, uh, whatever, whatever you're taking in from everybody else, especially around someone like, Hey, how does, how does Marcus have his uh, pool buoy set up and where does he keep his paddles? And there's so much, especially with swim run, there's everyone's still sort of dialing it in and figuring it out. It's like, there's a lot to be had there. Um, for sure. Oh, yeah. on, on that front. Yeah. Yeah. No, no one knows everything. We're always learning and adapting and changing. And, and, yeah. you know, as a coach, if the minute you think if you ever reach a phase where you can't learn anymore, it's time to retire. You're done. Like, yes, <laughs> it's not, not because you know it all because you're done being a coach. It's uh, there's always an opportunity to learn and, and improve and get better. And it's like, you know, we're always evolving and particularly the sport of swim run. Like, yeah, I mean, at this point, it's nice to say, wow, it's been around for a little while, but in the big scheme of things, it's still really young. And there's just so much new technology coming out with, different, you know, carbon paddles, different size paddles. And it's like, man, I just tried the, the actually, uh, you know, Andy Mosbury, let me borrow the, the, uh, our carbon ones that are the, the elongated oh, but the ones. fins on the yeah. end. Yeah. Yeah. I did a little time trial on those and holy shit, that blew my mind a little bit. So it's like, <laughs> like you know, you're, I mean, shoulders. Well, you, you're already the fastest swim runner in America. So what were you faster <laughs> or was it just like, what is going on? I mean, I, 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 yeah, I would put my fitness on a scale of like one to 10, like 10 being like, I'm race ready. I'm probably a six right now in terms of swimming. And I did like, uh, you know, let's go do a two. I did a 200 free, like 90, 95% no no equipment i think i was like 209 uh and then i no put on those paddles in a little buoy <laughs> those paddles and size medium paddles little buoy and it was my first time using carbon paddles too i swam a 158 same effort level so i was like wow. oh, good. all right but a, a topic for another day maybe i think the idea of having the strength to maintain that type of power with the carbon <laughs> is that's yeah. another another story i was one 200 but uh anyway learning and experimenting and trying all these different things you know and it, it in you know, it'd be great to uh, do a training camp. Be like, oh, can I try the mega keel, please? Like, let's uh, let's see how that one feels. Yeah, and like, yeah. oh, okay, nope, that's my my ass is out of the water. I need to go back to my plus or whatever it may be. But you know, those opportunities to try things. And you know, I was a proponent of smaller pool bullies for a while just because I I could be so much faster with them. And then the keel kind of changed that for me. And you're learning and adapting. And you know, I had the lasso lasso. Um, pull buoy set up and i was like yes this isn't working for me and someone's like you should try this and i was like oh that actually works for me thank you and it's like just sharing ideas and coming around that mm-hmm. and like i said it's funny to see that on the ferry but you know you sit down at a training camp and do the same thing and actually i want to say it was summer of 2018 uh i believe lars and i put on a camp here in casco bay and that was part oh. of it It was like we, we literally did a round table we all kind of sat around we're like all right let's let's talk pull buoy setup like what do you guys got you know and that was still when most were strapping <laughs> nice. them to their legs and it was like all right it. what are you doing okay what are you doing like let's share ideas oh can i try those paddles can i try this and it was just like a collaboration of things and uh it was just really fun to see and, and we're, we were all learning which is great yeah you know i think there's an education thing here too so we're this is going to be like a, if we were writing a book this would be like the sidebar um <laughs> because paddles i mean you brought it up you have a whole episode where we're talking to you about swim paddles. So search <laughs> we for that. We could probably in our refresh archives. that one. That one's oh, um, yeah, we should that refresh yeah. That, yeah. So, 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 okay. So we have a training weekend scenario. We have a pool session on deck and it's like, Hey, we're a bunch of swim run guys and trying to figure out what paddles are the appropriate size for us. And we have a couple different sizes and we're going to be like, okay, we're going to try to be really smart about this. So no one blows out their shoulders, right? <laughs> Give us how, 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 how would you sort of take that time to evaluate what's the right paddle size for you? 
I think when you're looking at that, you're looking at a couple different things. One, it's, you know, what, speed, obviously, which one is faster for, just from a peer's time standpoint. But then it's, you know, which one are you going to be able to hold that pace with over time? Like I mentioned, like I can use those bigger carbon paddles and 200. Great. Can I do that for a thousand and then take a little break and then do that for another thousand and then take a little break? I don't know. And so you're looking at that and seeing is form falling apart with the, like the larger paddles. Yeah, you're great. The first 200, we're doing a, maybe a thousand <laughs> time trial. And then by the 800, you're like, Garbage. your arms are barely coming out of the water and your shoulder, your elbows dropping. You're hardly pulling through the water. Everything's kind of slipping. You're like, all right. Yeah, that, that paddle theoretically is faster for you in the short term, but you know, we're, we're, we're talking long-term here and that's not going to work. And so it's looking at where are you able to hold your form together? Is your technique falling apart with a certain paddle? Are you able to keep your stroke rate up? Um, you know, all of those little things come into play on top of speed and, and performance, but it's, it's sustained power is what you're looking for, you know, sustained pace and sustained technique and, you know, try different things and you kind of essentially are trying to to, to up, bring that up as much as you can. And, and you'll find that point where you're like, nope, this one's just a little bit too big. And the carbon on that is just too hard for me to kind of hold power with it. And so, you know, I'm going to bring it down or I'm going to switch to non-carbon or whatever it may be. And I think, you know, the, the carbon thing is just such a, a mind blowing, mind blowing thing to me, just in the, the, how much power you can put into it, but there's a, you're, you're paying a price for it at the end of the day. So you have to be a pretty strong athlete to be able to, to do that. And so I think there's the idea of even saying, okay, this one looks like it could work for you. It's not right now, but let's train this up a little bit and see, mm -hmm. uh, but here are the things you need to think about as you're using this. We tend to find that, you know, once you get, you know, 600 into a thousand, we start to see your right arm is starting to fall apart a little bit. So let's, let's just, you know, train that up as best you can and be conscious of the idea that your form is going to fall a little fall apart a little bit with this but you know it, it is a great opportunity to do some testing and see what's going to be what's going to be best for you yeah and especially the the sort of differences between swimming in a in a nice beautiful mm -hmm. lap pool versus you're out in the open water you got some current and some chop and some some waves and other things to deal with there i think that's another place to, oh absolutely to you know, learnings. yeah and i think about it all the time and 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 people <laughs> talk about it i was like we're not triathletes swim runners we're not pool swimmers we're open water swimmers we use the pool because that's what's easy and that's what's successful you know you guys are spoiled you know you've got the bay when you can right there i'm a little spoiled i've got casco bay if i've got a group of people and i you know don't want to worry about the the, the man in the gray suit if you will uh <laughs> but you know i think there's that idea of you you dial it in you practice it in the pool that's where you can kind of really dial in on on pacing in terms of effort levels that's where you can say okay theoretically this is the best paddle for me I'm going to practice with this. Now let's take it to the open water and let's try to implement that. I think, you know, any camp in my mind, this can be worthwhile. You're going to have an, a pool opportunity. You're going to have an open water opportunity. Mm -hmm. It'd be great to have both of those in the same place. So, okay, let's practice this in the pool in a controlled environment. Now let's, let's get out in the wild and let's, let's feel some currents. Let's feel some wind and in the pool. Yeah. Maybe the, the large arc is fantastic for you. That works really well, but then you get in, on a windy rough day, you're just getting, you know, the wind's blowing it around. You're getting caught on waves and it's just like, wow, this, this isn't actually going to be ideal for me in, in rough situations. And, you know, we look at the world champs, we've seen some years where that gets pretty gnarly and uh, maybe a bigger yeah. battle isn't going to be, you know, you're not going to handle it as well there. And so I think it's also being adept to transition between different size paddles depending on the environment. You know, now we're, we're talking top tier here, but that idea of like which paddle is going to be best in certain environments and certain circumstances. Great. Another thing to think about. <clears throat> <I'm> already, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the juices awesome. are flowing for sure. <laughs> um, in these, in these, uh, 
camps that you have, what do you feel like is the biggest sort of opportunity for a lot of these, these athletes that you're coaching? I mean, it's outside of the, the sport that they're doing, you know, the swim bike run or the swim and swim run piece. Is it, is it sort of recovery and, and fueling? Is it race fueling? Is it some strength? Like where, where do you see people that would be a good area for people? If like, okay, Hey, obviously we're going to do big run volume, big swim volume, but we should be investing a, a decent amount of time in X, Y, Z. Like where, where do you think people have, have some of the biggest opportunities that you've seen? I think it's addressing your weaknesses and going into that and being like, where can I improve the most? And, and maybe that is in swim or bike and run, or maybe that's in recovery, or maybe that's like, Hey, I've, I'm not sleeping well. Here's my schedule. You know, you talk to a coach about it and be like, here's my work schedule. Here's my workout schedule. Here's all these things I'm doing. And, you know, we can kind of work around that, but I think address your weakness and that's the opportunity to do it. And like when we put on a purple patch camp, you know, we're going there and you've got, you know, Matt Dixon, who's an expert on everything. You've got, you know, Mike, who's an expert on strength and is an expert on running. You've got Brad, who's great with nutrition and hydration and, and on the bike. You've got me for swimming. And so we have experts in all of these fields. So it's like, you know, if I have someone that comes in, like, I really want to work on my swim this week. They're like, all right, great. You're going to sign up for all these individual sessions. You're going to sign up for this swim analysis. And we're going to, we're going to address the swim and what your issues are. Or if it's like, I'm really struggling with nutrition. All right, let's come up with a plan. You know what? We've got a long ride on Saturday. Let's put it into practice. Let's see how it goes. Let's let's push these calories. You know, it's let's aim for 80 carbs an hour and see how you feel coming off of that and start to dial that in and help them practice and get that dialed in. So when they leave, they've got an action plan to continue to improve upon that as they need to. Um quick question. Before the training weekend comes about is Purple Patch sort of sharing okay, hey you guys you know, here's a little training plan, make sure you're trained up for the training weekend type thing or, or people just come in cold. Yeah, no, that's a great, you know, I think we can expand on this a little bit, you know, for us in purple patch, we've got, we, we made it months ago we've got Kona coming up in January. We've got a Napa camp in, in April and and a South Carolina Mm. camp in June. And we've already mapped these out. We know what these weeks look like. We know when we're on the bike, we know we're in, when we're in the pool, when we're in the open water, who's coaching what sessions, what those sessions are going to be. You know, we definitely go in with a plan of saying like, this is how it's going to be. Now, also with that, most of or a good number of the athletes that are going to these camps are, are one-to-one athletes. So they've got us as coaches. And so I can say, all right, I know what this t- weekend's going to be. And we'll even right. send that schedule out well ahead of time. So people know what to expect. But yeah, you have to go into these camps and be ready. And I, I think that's an, whether you're going to a camp or you're going to a training weekend, it's the idea of understanding, like, you, you need to prep for this. You need to be ready. You need to prep for it almost like you're prepping for a race. Um, you need to make sure that you are going to be able to handle the volume. You're going to be able to handle some of the intensity if you're doing intensity that type of year. Uh, and you need to be prepped and ready to go for that and, and almost kind of rest up a little bit coming into it. So you're, you're ready to perform at your best and, 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 you know, do what you can do. And, and then coming off of that same idea, like you, you need to recover. It's a hard weekend regardless. So, you know, if you're doing a training weekend with friends or you're doing a camp, you're doing, you're likely doing a lot of work. And I think you need to plan for a recovery week coming off of that. You need to allow the time for your body to absorb that, that work and, uh, and what you've done and, and come off of that, uh, you know, to, to really be successful from that. So both ends of it, you really need to be prepped going into these and, and ready to go. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's a big event and your body's going to be going through a lot. So you need to be taking care of yourself and getting ready to go ahead of time. And, and we certainly make sure people are ready. So we don't, you know, we don't want to break anyone. We want to improve people. Yeah. 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 You're trying to plus up yourself, uh, not, dis- <laughs> yeah. not totally dismantle it dismantle yourself. Um, are you, is this a camp? I mean, it feels like we're, you know, it's like, are you, are you trying to do everything, trying to do all the things like, 
are some people like, oh, I'm bringing an elevation tent and like sleeping in this, or are we hitting the sauna and doing all this sort of stuff? Or it's like, uh, I guess it depends what you have at your, your resources you have available. That's true. Elevation depends what's available. Might be a but that extra. said, I mean, yeah, bring your Normatec boots. Let's, let's try some recovery stuff. But, you know, we're not, you know, you don't want to do it all. It's, it's, you got to be smart about it and understand what you're trying to get out of it. Yeah. If there's a sauna and there's a spot for that within the training week, yeah, yeah, let's get in there and recover a little bit with that. Um, or, or whatever it may be. You know, you know, it's supposed to be fun and relaxing at the same time but you know i i think it's going into it the right way and understanding you know and that's why we do lay out what we're doing in the camp there needs to be a framework and an idea of what here's what we're doing here's what you're getting out of it here's how we're doing it here's the approach and you know a training weekend can get off the rails a little bit if you don't have someone who's kind of in charge and ahead of that and you end up doing too much but we definitely need to reel people in sometimes on what's going on on the bike and you know we'll have a 60 mile ride planned and we'll get in and somebody like all right i want to go out for another 25 like no you're good you're good. Like that's not what like, we're doing. Did you look right at now. tomorrow. I think you'll be okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. We got enough stuff yeah, to do tomorrow. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. The time will come. Let's let's recover and let's plan on on the next session or whatever's coming up next and or, or, or is in there. But um, you know, you, you do need to go in prepped and just kind of be smart about what you're doing and, and just to, you know making sure you're not overdoing it. So no, it's not a, like let's go in and do all of the things. Uh, let's go in and just be smart about it. You know, that's how you're going to get the most out of it. Yeah, and you gotta you gotta train up to drink those twelve beers. Yeah, <laughs> that I have been training for. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm good. I got a good bit level of base fitness for that one. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> oh nice. man. Well, John, you know, as always, your wealth of knowledge. Thank you, thank you so much. Um, I guess the last thing to chat about, which has nothing to do with training weekends, is is more of a congratulations on Odyssey becoming Attila USA love to get your thoughts on uh what you think the future holds for the sport well it's super exciting i think it just opens up a lot of possibilities and that's what i'm most excited about is the possibilities now and and they're endless right i think the idea is yeah Yeah. we want to race more we want to do more races more locations maybe more training camps things like that i think Mm. you know that partnership is is going to be tremendous for the sport and it's it's going to help it grow in the u.s it's going to help it grow in europe and i think that's the idea is is we obviously want all all of us in this side of the the pond, if you will, want to go over and race in Europe. But we want them to come over here too and experience Casco Bay and Orcas Island and and uh, you know Texas and, and Michigan and get out on you know to all these places and and see it and any new places that happen to pop up. I think the possibilities are endless, and so this really just kind of opens up those possibilities. And I think we're going to see uh, see the sport grow a lot here, which is going to be a lot of fun. No slip ups there, huh? I was yeah, hoping maybe job. you were yeah. going to rattle off another. <laughs> I don't location. know what you're talking about. <laughs> another state, another two states to start with the letter C, maybe. Um, cool. Yeah, well, 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 we need a we need a swim run camp. That's yeah. I mean, that sounds like a, a great a great fun time. So yeah, we'll, uh, we'll put a good word in for Dixon as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there we go. Well, we did we did a swim run camp in Casco Bay, uh, 2018, and. You know, I know uh, Brent Molesbury and I have chatted about some ideas as well. And, you know, we'll, we'll make it happen one of these days for sure. Awesome. Yeah. Count yeah. us in, of course. Cool. Well, John, thanks so much, man. Appreciate you. Thanks for everything. <laughs> and if you, uh, no doubt you found all this information valuable. We have, like Chris said, probably five to six other episodes uh, with Coach John <laughs> Stevens here. So dig back in the archives and, and check that out. The Paddles one, we're probably yep. due for a spruce yeah. up on that one. But that was... If you want to go deep and, and nerdy on some paddle stuff, that's a great episode. Do you remember? Do you remember Couch to Casco? That was I oh, thought Couch that was a good idea. Was a good one. Yeah, that was, that a, was a great years one. Ago. That was good. 
The archives yeah, are deep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I, I am all for a new paddle episode. I think, yeah, the, the technology is uh, expanded to the point where I think, oh, and then, you know, paddle pull buoy combos. There's all kinds of fun stuff. We can do. Well, you know what I think we're going to do? I mean, we definitely don't need to do this online, but whatever. Um, we're going to send you Frank paddles. So then you can try a couple different oh, ones and yeah, we'll get sort of go. like, you know, the John Stevens ra- rating on, on all these. Oh, oh yeah. We can oh. have like a Scoville scale of some kind. Yes. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How spicy Hot are ones, these paddles? Yeah. Carbon fiber paddles. Like these, these episodes just title themselves. They do. They do. Awesome, John Walt. <laughs> Thanks again for uh, for sharing your knowledge with us. And yeah, be sure to head on over to uh, purplepatchfitness.com uh, if you, any of these camps sound interested in you. Grass Pearls are into triathlons. There's that sort of thing there. Um, but I, I'm sure they would take you uh, without the bike. Yeah. You just have more free time to swim, I guess, or run <laughs> right. or something else. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. Cool. Yeah, and that's the other thing. You know, all these camps have different uh, focal points too. So we'll, we'll find a yeah. swim-specific one for sure. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Well, thanks, John, uh, and thanks again. All right. Thank you, guys. Appreciate (laughs) it. That's it for this week's episode. Thanks so much for listening to the show. Make sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and leave a rating or review since that's the best way to help other people discover the show and the sport of swim run. Check out our website, lowtideboys.com, that's boys with a Z, for swim run resources, including gear guides, tips, how-to videos, and so much more. Make sure to check out our meme page at the Low Tide Boys on Instagram. If you have any questions or suggestions for the show, send us a DM or email us at lowtideboys at gmail.com. We'd like to thank Writing Easy Records for our show music, and of course our wives for their support and tolerance of our swim run and other activities. Lots of activities. Lots of activities. (laughs) Finally, you can support our efforts on Patreon. Until next time, get out there and go for a swim. Then a run. And then a swim. Then another run. Then another swim. Then run some more. Just keep going. Let's go. And then stop at some point because, you know. And fuel. Don't forget to fuel. Got to fuel too. Of course, yes. (laughs) 